0: No one comes to the Father but through Him. And this is why the Gospel is the good news. Death no longer has any power over Jesus. Death no longer has any power over you. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If you're believing for anything else from God, you're believing for small stuff.
1: Get today.
0: Let's pray together, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me, say Lord Jesus, I ask you to speak to my life, that you would minister to my heart, I pray that your word would be revealed to me today, in a way that I can understand it, so that I can speak it, and do it. And see it change my life. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be the hero the world is searching for. And I want to tell you that heroes come about when times are tough. Heroes do not come about when it's easy. And today we're we're looking at be strong in the Lord and you'll never be put to shame. Now a few weeks ago we looked at the, the promises of God. And the fact that God has given you all these promises in his word and the promises come in the form of opportunities. But the issue at the end of the day is that the opportunities often come in God's timing and God's timing is often masked by inconvenience. And the reality also is is that God has mandated his church to go out and heal wounds, to heal the wounds of others. Which means Vic spoke about the encounter next week with a woman's encounter, week after with a men's encounter. We get on the encounter, we make sure first of all that our wounds are healed because a wounded person cannot go out and minister healing to anyone else. And then we go out and we start focusing on our wounds, on what is going wrong in our lives, on where we are suffering, on, on the situations where things are overcoming us. And we go out and do what God wants us to do, which is to be a voice for the voiceless. God wants us to be a voice for the voiceless. When last did you speak for those who don't have a voice? And then last week we looked at the fact that humanity cannot go against God's choice. I want to say it again. Humanity cannot go against God's choice. I saw um, this uh, meme this week and it said, you know what? You can say that a dog has five legs and that the tail is the fifth leg. And you can go around and proclaim this all you want till the cows come home. You can say it on the rooftop. You can say it in the basement. You can say it in the valley, on the mountaintop, in the street, wherever you want to go. You can say dogs have five legs. It doesn't change the fact that the dog, the fifth leg is a tail. And the dog cannot stand on its tail. You cannot go against God's choice. And Romans 9 verse 15 says for he says to Moses I will have mercy on whom I have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion and God has decided to have compassion on people and God said you know what if some of the people if some of the people I decide to raise them up so that I can pour my wrath on them so that I can show the people that I've chosen to have mercy on what my power is like who's that to you And what we said last week was, if you have a problem with that, you need to repent. Because God is in charge. Tell the person next to say, God is in charge. In in Romans 9 verse 16, it says, It does not therefore depend on, on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. And so the reality is that God raises people up who will act according to His will. And if we do not act according to His will... He will act, he will raise someone else up. We looked at the prophet Samuel. We also looked at the fact that God has raised his church to carry the most important plan that he has devised since the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3. And just listen to this in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 to 12. This salvation, the salvation that comes through Jesus was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when He told them in advance about Christ's suffering and His great glory afterward. They were told that their messages were not for themselves but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preach in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly waiting and watching these things happen. So even the angels are watching you, church. Even the angels are watching you to see what in the world Jesus is doing on the earth today. Even the angels. Do you realize the size and the magnitude of the opportunity that you have? Do you realize just how much God has entrusted you with in in, in this life that you have? Do you realize how much God has put at stake in the church? Do you realize why in Romans 10, 15, Paul said, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things? Do you realize that in Matthew 28:19 and 20, God has given you the perfect resource to carry out his plan, where it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to, to observe all that I've commanded you and lie with you always, even to the very end of the age. And now I want you to talk about or think about what we're talking about today. Be strong in the Lord and you'll never be put to shame. One of the things that I've seen on the internet is if a church leader somewhere falls, these videos come out with people discussing at length what the problem is. People who call themselves Christians. And I want to tell you what kind of a Christian makes a video on YouTube discussing the failure of a church leader. It's a, it's a Christian that isn't doing what the Lord has commanded him to do, to go out and make disciples. You see, the thing is, if you are fulfilling the commandment of God and going out and making, making disciples, you do not have time to discuss why Bishop such and such Messed up in this and that way. You do not even have time to figure out where the bishop such and such actually did fall because sometimes the story that they fell or that they messed up or whatever is actually a pack of lies. Because you're too busy with the work that the Lord has given you. And the reason why people do this, and by the way, it's far worse in the world than in the church. The judgment and the criticism is far worse with people who don't know Jesus. Because at least the people who know Jesus know that they need to be saved. People have an overinflated view of themselves. People think that they are far better than what they are. This is why so many people hear this incredible news of the gospel. Hear this unfathomable message, something that no person can make up. And they do not get it. Because they think they're better than what they are. And as a society, we're all guilty of this. And often when someone else falls, we like to talk about it. But we don't go and challenge people in the way that the Bible said we should challenge people. Because if people within the church are sinning, we should be challenging them. The Bible tells us about that. But we don't do what the Bible says. No, no, we make a YouTube video over there. Half the time talking about stuff we actually don't really know the nitty gritty of. And so we cast out these massive opinions about things that we're not really entirely sure what the facts are. And yeah, we find that when we're like this, and I want you just to look at society and think about how judgmental society is. But we look at society, and then what does society do when looking at other people's problems? Now, the problem could be a failure. The problem could be an embarrassment. The problem could be something that's shaming that person. Or the problem could just be that, uh, you know, life's overwhelmed them. Finances have run out. Whatever the situation may be. And other people's problems in society are considered an inconvenience. You know, I'll, I'll help you with your problems if it's convenient for me to do so, I'd, you know, I, I'd really love to help you. But you know, I'm just, I'm so busy at the moment. I'll pray for you. I know you're starving. Let me pray for you, Lord, fill that stomach supernaturally with food. Lord, <clears throat> may the landlord have mercy. May the rent just be whatever. I'm praying for you, brother. And that's often what we do. But when we face the exact same problem, it's the end of the world. And we believe the world around us should stop. I'll I'll take an example, you know. um, Look at what happens when someone has a situation where someone that was close to him died. often you'll see at the funeral people will come and they'll tell the grieving family or whatever we'll always be here. anything you want just ask us, you know what I mean, just ask us and by next week they've moved on but suddenly when that person loses someone close to them in their family they expect the rest of the world to stop for them and get offended when the world doesn't stop because the reality is the world does Move on. And then you take this this idea just one step further. The fact is, if you're relying on people, they're going to drop you. People are going to drop you. And sometimes they drop you by dropping dead. They didn't plan to die, but then a stroke happened, a heart attack happened, or something happened, and they just die on you. You know, you might think that that's a a weird and a stupid thing to say, but you know, often you sit down with people, and you're talking to them, and they're angry because this person died suddenly of heart attack. But we can turn to the Lord for strength. We can turn to the Lord for strength because He's never going to drop dead on us. He died once for us at Calvary, and that's it. He's not going to die again, and he will stop everything for us. I want to say that to you again. He will stop everything for us. And I want you to listen to Romans nine twenty seven to 33, where it says, Isaiah cries out concerning Israel. Though the number of the Israelites be like the sand by the sea, only the remnant will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence on the earth with speed and, and finality. It is just as Isaiah said previously, unless the Lord Almighty has left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been like Gomorrah. (coughs) In other words, we wouldn't even be if it wasn't for God. And then he says this in verse 30. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness as is by faith, but the people of Israel who pursued the the, the law as a way of righteousness have not attained the goal. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes the people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall, and the one who believes in Him will never be put to shame. Say, repeat after me. Say, the one who believes in Him will never be put to shame. Come on, say it with passion. Say, the one who believes in Him will never be put to shame Christian we have received a righteousness we did not pursue the Israelites were pursuing a righteousness but by works and a righteousness comes that we did not pursue by faith Israel believed that they could meet God by their own effort they believed that they could get to God by what they did And this belief of theirs became a stumbling block. When the Messiah came, they tripped over Him. Because all of a sudden they were hearing, no, you cannot get to God by your own effort. You can only get to God by trusting Him in His effort. Now, here's the thing I want you to realize today. This lesson is learned when we face adversity. In other words, when everything goes wrong in our lives, when everything falls apart, that's when we begin to learn our strength is only in the Lord. When everything that we've built, when everything that we've done, when the reputation that we have is smashed up, that is when we realize all we have is God. I don't care how successful the life is. But every life somewhere along the line probably ends up in a hospital ward somewhere where the final breaths are breathed. The lesson is learned when life gets too much. And you know, sometimes life gets too much because of our own sin. And then people find out about our sin. And we get humiliated and we get embarrassed and everything we thought we were and everything we thought we have goes to nothing. And those people we thought would never drop us and those people we thought would never leave us, drop us and leave us. And so from times like this, we learn, get your strength from the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I want to say that again. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. How can someone have the strength to stand up to any adversity? How can someone be strong enough that no matter what's going wrong, no matter what's collapsing, that they can stand up no matter how bad things are, it's only when he believes that Jesus is his savior, it's only when he believes in Jesus and has learned to, to depend on Jesus completely. When 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 you've got too much going on to spend time with the Lord in terms of your devotions, in terms of being in church, in terms of being in cell, in terms of getting to training, coming on the encounter. It means that you're not relying on the strength of the Lord. You're relying on what you can do. You're relying on your own talents. The Lord is the source of our energy and the source of our power that can keep us standing when all hell breaks loose around us. And so I want to tell you, first of all, if if, if life is going okay for you right now, I want to warn you that somewhere along the line, you will end up in a situation where it gets too much. But maybe you're in a situation right now where it is too much. I want to tell you that God is still there. And that if you will trust in Him, you in a year's time will be able to stand up and shout, I'm still standing by the power of the Lord, with the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of me right now. Nothing is going to bring me down because the Lord is at my side. The Lord is inside me. The Lord is lifting me up. When I cannot pick myself up, the Lord lifts me up and takes me to places I couldn't get to. The Lord is the source of our energy and the power that keeps us standing. He is the light that illuminates our lives so that nothing that is dark can consume us. He is the one who forgives us when we repent of all of our wrongs. The Lord is the one who forgives us. Even if other people will not forgive you, as long as the Lord forgives you, you're okay. You see, even in terms of the forgiveness you need, you need to trust in the Lord with all of your strength. He is the one who encourages us when we're discouraged. When you're discouraged, the first place you turn to is the Lord. The first person you go to is the Lord. He is the one who picks us up when we have fallen. He is the one that comforts us when we're grieved. Think about a guy like Moses. Moses could remain firm in the face of the wrath of Pharaoh because he was, he was strengthened by seeing the invisible God. And you can go and check it out in Hebrews 11 verse 27. But when Moses faced Pharaoh, God in the, in, in, in the midst of a terrifying situation was strengthening him right there. All of his fears were all of his weakness, all of his pain, all of his shame, everything that was wrong, God was there strengthening him, and he was able to overpower this. You know, there's another character in the Bible, King David, and everything went fantastically well for him until he blew it with Bathsheba. He slept with the wife of one of his most loyal soldiers. And then she fell pregnant and in order to try and cover up what he had done, he had that soldier killed. And then a prophet came to him and told him, you have sinned massively. You know what you've done. When times get dark, like, The situation that David was facing then. Talk to the Lord. Do not run away from the Lord. How many people run away from the Lord when they've messed up? How many people are not in church today because they feel guilty? Listen, if you've messed up last night, the first place you need to be in today is is church. Start talking to the Lord. In Psalm 34, verse 4 to 6, David says, I sought the Lord, and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man, look what He says, this poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. Come on, He saved him out of all of his troubles. If you believe that, Give a big shout to the Lord your God here today. Amen. He saved him out of all of his troubles. Every single one of them. Every one of them. All of his troubles. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Through prayer, we can pour out our hearts to Almighty God. We can offer up our lives on the altar by presenting ourselves to Him as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. When you offer everything that you have, even with your hang-ups and your issues, you offer everything just as you are, and you lay it down, and you say, Lord, I'm laying this life down for you. Give me your life. He will receive it. And to Him, it will be a pleasing offering. Because you're giving him everything that you have. That is That is why we say, and I want to quote the words of Psalm seventy three twenty-five Whom have higher in heaven but you, and there is none upon the earth that I desire besides you. Let me tell you, when you realize what the Lord has done for you, especially in those times where maybe there is shame and maybe there is guilt and all sorts of people are looking at you all sorts of ways because of mistakes that you've made, because of sins that you've committed, because of confusion that exists, because of the mess up that you've made. When you know this, you will also say, Who do I have in heaven but you? You will also say, And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides you. Because you will never leave me and you will never forsake me. Prayer is the way that we relate to God. And through prayer, His love and His goodness infiltrates us. And we want the goodness of God to infiltrate us. We want it to infiltrate us all the time, every single day. And when we pray, it's like we receive a soothing balm or like a, a, maybe a cream, you know, one of those creams that you put on. Maybe you've got a, a, a terrible rash and maybe it's itchy, maybe it's painful, but as you put the cream on, it just soothes it away. That's what prayer does. When things are at their worst, when things are at their lowest, you put on the soothing balm of prayer. And and God just comes and He meets you right where you're at. And if you listen to Him through His Word, He will tell you what, what you need to do next. It is in this place next to Jesus where we feel Him removing every single one of our weaknesses. We feel Him removing it and He leaves it at the cross and He leaves it at the cross to completely and utterly disappear. Following this, we are filled with His presence. And when His presence comes, it raises us up in full confidence so that we know that we are more than conquerors. When we are raised up, We put on the the armor of a warrior a spiritual warrior and the armor protects our minds it protects our hearts it protects our feelings and it protects our lives against every attack that the enemy wants to bring on our lives and we spoke briefly last week about the the blood that flowed from Jesus feet when they put the nails to his feet the blood of purpose but you know what the blood of purpose does it's also the blood of judgment and Isaiah 63 verse 3 says this I have been treading the winepress alone no one was there to help me in my anger I have trampled my enemies as if they were grapes in my fury I have trampled my foes their blood has stained my clothes now I want to tell you that this is a prophecy of Jesus. And Jesus has destroyed his, his enemies and the blood stains his clothes. The blood of Jesus that was shed from his feet when they were nailed to the cross, not only has the power to place us in the perfect purpose of God and to make us grow in the ministry, but also to bring judgment on the forces of the enemy that are coming against you. In Genesis 3, verse 14 and 15, we see this. Then the Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. That was fulfilled in Jesus. He crushed the head of the serpent for you. And the word teaches that the judgment on the enemy will put into effect, was put into effect through the feet of Jesus. And I want you to listen very carefully. Just one drop of the blood of Jesus that was shed from his feet has the power to release divine judgment on all the powers of evil that are coming against you, that are coming against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ from the heavenly realms. Just one drop. Stop giving the enemy so much credit he has no power over you the blood is the sign of the overwhelming defeat that the enemy suffered on the cross of Calvary he is your foe which means he is your enemy but he is your defeated foe he has already been beaten and so when you're facing opposition Please understand that it is common to face opposition in the Christian life because the enemy is working very hard against you. He's working to prevent the message of salvation reaching people out there. The people you're coming into contact with, wherever you are in the workplace or wherever you're with, the enemy is working overtime to make sure that the message of salvation doesn't come to them from you. Now when you have this spiritual force coming against you, some people do not know how to face the enemy. Some people do not know how to fight the opposition. And so although their heart is for the Lord, although they are sincere about God, they do not achieve any victories in the spiritual realm. Some people think that you can fight the enemy with natural weapons. You can't. Others are aware of the enemy, they're aware of the opposition and they think they're fighting the enemy, but they're using the wrong weapons in response. Some people think if they shout at the enemy and they start screaming at the devil and they start telling the devil, "I'm trampling you under my feet." they think by saying a lot of words and sounding scary, maybe a or doing all sorts of things like that they think that they are putting fear into the enemy sometimes the enemy is looking at them thinking you look like a lunatic just saying a lot of words will not defeat the enemy i want to ask you an honest question today do you really think that the enemy is going to pay attention to to a lot of words that often can just be meaningless noise The answer is, of course not we have to use the right weapons for our victory and the right weapons come it's the blood of Jesus and when we when we look at the power that came from the, the feet of Jesus when the blood was shed we can we can realize that by that blood we can walk with God as Enoch did you know Enoch walked with God and he just floated up to heaven one day. You know that we can walk with God in the same way. It's available to you right now. You know that, um, that blood will allow you to walk the right path, which is Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The way is Jesus. This blood puts you on that path. And, um, Because of the blood of Jesus, you can know the Holy Spirit is your guide. He will guide you. Many times He will guide you against what you're feeling you should do. And if you listen to Him, you'll know. You will will switch your mind and you'll do what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. Because of His blood, you can walk with assurance. that you'll never step out of His purpose. And I'm going to ask you all to stand today. And we're all going to pray a prayer together, but what I want to ask is, if there's anyone and you wanting to apply the blood of purpose to your life, I'm going to invite you to come forward in a moment, but also if you need to give your heart to Jesus. I'm going to invite you to come forward. We're all going to pray this because we all need to apply the blood. But so right now, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And I just want to remind you of what Romans chapter 10 verse 8 and 9 says. It says this, but what does it say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that is the word of faith which we preach that if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead you will be saved and so i'm gonna ask you to come forward right now if you're either needing to give your life to jesus or even if you are needing to make a statement before other people about this prayer where we're going to apply the the, 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 the blood of purpose where we're going to apply the blood that puts judgment on the enemy that puts judgment on the evil spirits that are coming against our, us coming against our faith coming against the, the Lord using us coming against us being able to prosper in terms of the way that the Lord wants us to prosper with the things that the Lord wants us to have Father I just pray for every single person that is here right now and I pray that in this moment, that those, whether they're here in Selby or at one of the other sites, that they will have the courage to come forward right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just come forward right now. Just come forward right now. After Jesus, recommit your life to Jesus or if you are needing to come and make a statement that you're applying the blood of purpose of your life I'm inviting you to come forward there's a lot more that need to come forward here today if you don't obviously you don't but I'm really inviting you to come forward, we already have people that have come forward, some more have come forward now but The Lord has been speaking to some of you and some of you are hesitating right now and the Lord has been saying to you, I want you to go forward and I want to say to you that as you stand in there and He's telling you and and you know the Lord has been speaking to you. If If He hasn't been speaking to you, I'm not talking to you but there's one or two or maybe even more of you. The Lord has been speaking to you. He's been impressing it on your heart and you are holding back because you've been holding back from the Lord and the Lord is saying, do not waste another day. I want you to go forward this is not just about your choice this is not just about your life this is about the fact that I gave my son for you, I've given everything for you and the enemy wants to stop you this is about you being victorious this is about you not caring what other people think or say this is about what God wants to do through your life and if you don't make the choice to step forward and to make this statement in public then the enemy wins and what God is saying to you right now forget about whatever arguments you have do not let the enemy win he's been winning for long enough For some of you, God is saying to you right now, the enemy has been winning for long enough. And you've even been complaining that the enemy is winning. And the Lord is saying to you, yes, but you need to obey me. You see, you cannot complain about the enemy winning if you're not willing to obey me. It takes faith to believe this it takes faith to believe in the power of the blood of Jesus it takes faith to believe that the blood of purpose will bring judgment against the enemy you've got to trust him but it also takes this Lord not my will but yours be done it also takes that and I just sense lastly that there are one or two right now you're being challenged with it you don't want to give up your will And the Lord is speaking to you, saying, no. My will is far better for you than your will. You you believe your will is better because you believe the lie of the enemy. My will is so much more than you can even dream of. You can't even dream of my will. So we're going to sing this once more through and I'm encouraging you to come forward. Those that the Lord, some more have come forward already, but there's still some more.
1: Stronger, you all are proof Stronger
0: This one last time i was just going to go into the prayer but i just feel i need to ask one last time if there's anyone else has come quickly i just saying, there's one person here that, that needs to just come come quickly i'm gonna ask us all to pray we're first gonna pray the prayer of salvation and um then we're gonna pray over our purpose amen so i'm gonna ask everyone to close your eyes and I just want you to see the altar of the lord before you it sanctifies everything sanctifies means he takes you he washes you clean he makes you brand new and he puts you in a position where you can serve him you're entitled to serve him being able to serve god is the most precious thing other than salvation it is almost as precious as your your marriage in fact your marriage is part of that which you in which you serve God so I want you to see Jesus standing in front of you right now I want you to realize how much he loves you I want you to realize that his power in his hand is all over you his blood is washing you clean you are a brand new creation the Bible declares the old has gone the old is a has been And through the blood of Jesus, you're a new is now. You're not the same. You're what God has created you to be. So I want you to see Jesus standing before you. I want you to put your right hand on your heart. the blood that He shed over 2,000 years ago is the price that was paid for your sin. the debt is cancelled your debt of sin before God is completely and utterly cancelled everything has been paid I'm gonna ask you to repeat after me say Lord Jesus today I recognize I'm a sinner and I repent of everything that I've done wrong I renounce my life of sin and I accept your sacrifice Knowing that it was the price you paid for my sin. I ask you to wash me clean of all my sin, of all my my my, my rebellion. And I ask you to set me free from any sickness and any pain, from anything that's overwhelming me. That you lift the the burden off my shoulder as I take your burden on. You. And I declare by the blood of your son Jesus that there is now no outstanding balance between me and you. That I have been justified. That you have made as if I've never sinned. That I'm sanctified. That you've set me apart to serve you. And I want to serve you Lord. So I open the door of my heart Lord Jesus. And I allow you to come in as my Lord and my Saviour thank you for saving me and giving me eternal life in Jesus name Amen I want everyone to raise your hands and even those who, who haven't needed to come forward we still need to pray this prayer we're all praying this prayer together and afterwards just take a picture on the video on YouTube I want to encourage you to start praying this at least once a month minimum But even, you can do it every day if you want. And start, start pointing out what the word declares about the judgment that is on the enemy. The judgment that is on the enemy over your life. We point that out with our words. Stop pointing out all the bad stuff. Start pointing out, stop pointing out how terrible you are what a lost cause you are. Stop pointing out that your circumstances are too big for you. They're not too big for Jesus. Stop pointing out that that mountain is too high for you to climb. Jesus will fly you over it with a plane. I want you to see the power of Jesus right now. I want you to see the blood that is coming out of His feet as He was crucified over 2,000 years ago. I want you to see the enemy snickering and laughing thinking he's destroyed the purpose of God by nailing the feet of Jesus to the cross. But as the blood falls to the ground from the feet of Jesus, I want you to see the devil being afraid. Because he suddenly realizes that power is now given to every single believer who will have faith. The power of the purpose of God is on you. It cannot be taken from you. It cannot be removed from you. By faith, it is yours. And someone ask you to repeat after me: Say, Lord God, today I apply the power of the blood that was shed from your feet, and I thank you that by that blood I can walk with God the Father, just as Enoch did. And I can walk the right path, which is Jesus, the only way that leads me to the Father. And I can know the Holy Spirit, who is my guide. Thank you, because I can walk with the assurance that I will never step outside of your purpose. In the name of Jesus, I pray amen if you believe that i want you to give the lord the biggest shout of praise here right now come on give the lord the biggest shout of praise here right now active church hallelujah lord and we're just going to ask those of you that have come forward if the rest of us can just cheer them if you can just follow Nolene to my left over there amen come on active church, churches give them a big round of applause amen Come on, Active Church, let's really give them a big round of applause. Amen. 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 Can we just give one more big shout of praise to the Lord, our God, to Jesus Christ? Amen. Come on, lift up your hands and shout hallelujahs. Shout out His fame. Amen. 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 Is now
1: me new. I'm here at the cross. stronger your love proves stronger i've been saying come on one more time this morning i'm a sin swear at activefm and our website at www.activefm.co.za Don't stop, don't hesitate. Find, follow and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.